Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Derrida, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, December 10th, 2017. Our text for the day is 2 Peter, the third chapter, verses 8 through 15a. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire. But, in accordance with His promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by Him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. As we get into today's message, the second of our why series we're challenged we're being challenged today to something that is so misunderstood and so confused and has so many layers to it that I feel I could preach for an hour and a half and barely scratch the surface I just hope you don't feel I've been preaching for an hour and a half but I, uh, but this topic of peace is something the world has been dealing with since long before Christ. It's something that we all pursue in one way or the other, consciously or unconsciously. I want to let you know that peace is not the absence of violence. Peace is not the absence of war. The absence of war and violence is simply the absence of war and violence. But it does not necessarily mean peace is at hand. It does not mean that our souls are at peace. It does not mean that our hearts are at peace. I want to also let you know that I think one of the biggest stumbling blocks to our finding peace in God and finding peace in our lives has to do with how quickly our peace can be taken away. I have a prop here, and I hope you will hear it or see it in the meaning that is presented. But I have a little prop I want to wear this morning. As a ah, Van, you got something to say about this? I didn't hear you. What'd you say? All right, I got one over there. But you see, you think about it. That's how easy, we had a laugh about it, but that's how easy we can lose sight of peace in our lives. I get nervous when the choir starts laughing, but it's the idea. I mean, I love living in the South, and there's nothing like SEC football, right? All right, y'all can at least give me an amen on that, right? Uh, There's nothing like Saturday afternoon. It's not the same since Uncle Vern retired, but I still enjoy it. And it's the idea 
of finding passion. But yet, here's the thing. There are some people, probably in this, I know in this town, who would get very angry about the idea of me even owning that hat? I hope none of y'all are here. Because I had to buy, I was on my, honestly, I was on the way to Destin for vacation, and I didn't have one, and we stopped in Foley so, so Anna could catch some throat rolls, and that was the hat that was available at the store I stopped at. I had no choice, okay? But it's the idea that we live in a world where people get angry about stuff like that. When you and I both know that's silly. Not that Alabama's silly. I don't want you Alabama fans hearing that. But, it's, I mean, we are going to name the baby boy Nicholas Paul after our two favorite coaches. But it's the idea that it points us to a deeper reality. What is it that we allow to rob us of our peace? What is it that we allow to rob us of a soul that is at rest? Why is it that we allow our tempers to get in the way? We think that our tempers are about destroying others. Actually, the temper is about the sign of a soul in turmoil. And we look at all these things. We wonder why we live in a world in which everything is polarized now. Where everything, it seems, is set up not to unite but to divide. And we have to ask ourselves, why do we not search for peace? Or why do we think peace is about getting what we want? I've shared with you all the story before, and I'll share it with you again, that my life got a hot, lot more peaceful when I turned off talk radio and talk TV about 10 years ago. So I quit giving those people the power to upset me. I quit giving them the power to make me mad. And now I can listen to somebody like Paul Feinbaum and just laugh, because it's ridiculous how people get so fired up. And we could point to examples about political things that we allow to rob us of our peace. We could look at silly things like baseball caps and college loyalty as a way to rob us of our peace. But I want to just use those as gateway. I want to invite you this morning to look deep in your soul, deep in your heart, deep in your mind, and I want to ask you, not the Sunday school answer, but I want to ask you, is your soul truly at peace? Is your soul truly at peace? And the question is, if your soul was truly at peace, why is it at peace? Is it at peace because some sort of temporal thing? Or is it at peace because you know the unsurpassing love of Jesus Christ. And if your soul is not at peace, I want to ask you why. What is it or who is it that you are allowing to control? Who is it or what is it that you are allowing more power over the state of your soul? I thank God the Father, Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who are you giving more power to? than the one that was born in a manger and died on a cross. As we look at the Second Peter passage today, we see a few things of note. 
And one of the most frustrating things about God to me is this idea that God does not work on human timetables. Peter starts out this passage with, Do not ignore this one fact, that what the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow about His promises, some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but to all, but all to come to repentance. First thing we see is that peace is a matter of perspective. For what I think gets us in trouble is we look for peace as an outcome-based thing. We look for peace more in terms of what is around us. We look at peace through what are the results. Rather than understanding peace is a gift from God simply by the presence of God being at work in your heart and your soul and your mind and the peace of God being at work in your life and making room for that peace to work so that things like silly little ball caps or your political opponents or anyone else in the world can rob you of your peace because you're not looking for your peace from them. You're not looking for your peace from an echo chamber. But you're, you have found your peace in the Christ child. It's one of the reasons why we light a candle of peace during Advent is to remind us that part of the journey to the Christ child is accepting the peace that can be found only in God. And it comes not on our timetable, but it comes on God's. And that's so, so frustrating because we can oftentimes be convinced if only this outcome would happen. I would find peace. When actually the challenge is to understand that peace comes not from what we get out of life, but peace comes from what God has put into our lives through the Christ child. He goes on and he says, in that same passage, He wants all to come to repentance. He wants all to come in that way. Because peace is a reflection of faith. It's the second thing I want us to realize this morning. Is that peace is a reflection of faith. How many of you know somebody who is just absolutely negative? Don't raise your hands. But how many of you know people who are just absolutely negative and seem angry all the time? I want to issue you a challenge. Instead of engaging in anger, let us engage in faith. Because our peace is a direct measure of our faith and trust in God. And a lot of times you and I have, we ask ourselves, well, if God's so loving, if God's so this, if God's so that, then why is X, Y, and Z happening? And the answer is we don't know. But again, that's an outcome-based faith. That is an outcome-based faith that cannot and is not rooted in Scripture or reality. For our peace comes not from the outcome, but peace comes from having the faith that the God who created the world, the God who promised His people a Savior, the God that took all those years and all those centuries to bring the Savior is a God who fulfilled His promise, and God has always fulfilled His promise, and God will continue to fulfill His promise until the final days come. 
And if you are one of those angry people, I want to invite you to take a look at your life and ask yourself, what has more power? That which is making you angry or the assurance of peace that comes from worshiping the Christ child? The peace that comes from the Messiah who told His followers, and lo, I will be with you always to the end of the age. He goes on, he says in verse 11, Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved and the elements will melt with fire. I think a lot of our peace, what's scary about this is that our peace is manifest in how we live. Notice how I said that our peace is manifest in how we live. Do we live in such a way that reflects the assurance of the Christ child at work in our lives? Do we live as people who find their refuge in the Lord? If we look at how we live, are we living and are we leading lives of holiness and godliness? Are we waiting for and hastening the day of the coming of the day of God? Are we spreading about the land His holiness, His love, His grace, and His mercy? I promise you, the more that we embrace peace that is found only in the Christ child, the less our anger has to go down. Because instead of reacting to negative outcomes, we are res responding to the loving income of the grace of God at work in our lives through Christ our Lord. And because we've experienced the peace that comes from the one who is the Prince of Peace, we will become agents of peace in the world. And he goes, finally, Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Did you hear that? Regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Because peace is a gift from God that is found nowhere else. And those times where we allow the lack of peace in our souls, the lack of peace in our hearts, the lack of peace in our minds, when we allow that to manifest itself as a negative in all of our life, when we set impossibly high standards for ourselves and others, when we allow ourselves to be people who are just so bitter, let us find peace in knowing God's a whole lot more patient with us than we are with Him. Let us find peace in knowing that the patience of the Lord is our salvation. And let us find peace with the Christ child.
let us find peace in the one born of a virgin. Let us find peace in the one whom the secular rulers of the world issued a fatwa for all children under two. Because the rulers of the world got the peace that comes only from God. Like I said, let us not confuse, let us not confuse the absence of violence with peace. Because peace is about perspective, it is about faith, it is about the way we live, and it is a gift from God found from no one else. That's part of our worship journey to Christmas. Why peace? Because it is only when we accept the peace that passes all understanding from God that we'll really be able to celebrate and to live out the joy that is found in Emmanuel. God is with us. Thank you for listening to this podcast of First United Baptist Church of the Ritter, Louisiana. You may find out more about us at fumcderitter.org.